Okay, recording is started at 9.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on November 8th. No, I'm sorry, November 9th, 2018. It's a Friday. Good morning, everybody. And uh, Dr. Hill, what do you, we've been talking last week here about uh, a way to put together some task-oriented groups to help them to create unity among all the different uh, disparate, I guess you would call them, uh, groups like uh, the League and NSM and, and all the other groups so that we can, we can achieve unity by, and, and you, you know, a lot of times I've been given recommendations by people that we should do this, we should do that. Well, you know, maybe the League of the South is already doing these things, and if they are, then people should join in those activities with League members, even if you're not a League member, to help with video, food distribution, uh, you know, intelligence gathering, uh, communications experts that can put together secure places where we can we can discuss issues that other people can't just listen in to what we're doing, not because we're doing anything illegal, but because we don't want to give away our uh, our, our secret trick play that we're going to win the Super Bowl with. We want to, we want to keep that in our own uh, you know our own purview that we can see it, but nobody else can. You know, we know Heidi Biber is probably listening to us, or maybe maybe that she doesn't think we're worth listening to. But she can listen to us on this show. But she can't listen to us if we have a secu- secure communications link. And uh, Red has said he was going to do some research on that, and hopefully we can. Um, next Wednesday night, I'm going to have a special guest on to address one of the particular groups that I would that I find uh, very interesting, and the ones the ones I find most interesting. Or the news, news and propaganda group, uh, the, the uh, legal school, and food and, and services distribution. Those three really, really, really interest me, and I think those are good beginning points. And of course, uh, communications. I think that's equally important. Unfortunately, I'm worthless as a as a helper in that area. I just don't know anything about it. Red and Robert and Rich, they, they do know about it, and I think the league has some pretty good people in that, that area as well. Yeah, I think um, I think what we need to do is, is play to, to the strengths of the various groups. Uh, different groups do different things better uh, than uh, some other groups. Have, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And I, I think the key here to successful cooperation is successful communication. Um, mm-hmm. We have, uh, I think, we've failed in that. Uh, we've got a lot of lot of people out there doing the same things, and and w- with no knowledge of what the other groups are doing. Some are doing them better than others, and some worse. But uh, we don't need to replicate efforts when we can cooperate with one another. And uh, you know, there's 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 strength in numbers. Uh, but you know, some some groups. Uh, or, or you know, not interested in doing one thing and very interested in doing another, and they should be, you know, free to free to do those things. But we we need to communicate better with one another, and uh, that's been one of the failings, I think, of the right wing uh, all along. Is you you have a lot of individuals out there doing a lot of good things, but they're not cooperating with one another, and they're not uh, working together as force multipliers. You know, if you got two or three people out doing the same thing in different parts of the country, uh, they all may be doing a, a pretty good job at it. But if they combine their efforts 
and say, you know, went one place and combined their efforts and did that one weekend, then the next weekend went to another place and combined their efforts, it would be much more effective. Uh, but to do that, um, you know, means uh, cooperating, and cooperating means communicating. And we've had some problems with that, uh, you know, and for various reasons. Uh, there, there is, I, I hate to say, uh, some territorial territoriality and uh, a little bit of jealousy and all, all those human frailties that, that we have to deal with, and we're never going to overcome all those. We just have to learn to deal with them. But uh, the left uh, seems to be able to put those things aside when it's uh, important for them to work together, and we've got to learn to do the same thing. The right has always been more uh, prone to falling into the cult of personality type uh, pit, and I think that is a. I think that can be a strength, but it certainly can be a weakness when you've got a lot of people competing for you know attention uh, for. scarce resources and you know let's let's be honest about this the left has access to a lot more resources than the right does and and the reason is is because the whole establishment is controlled by the left with with you know very few exceptions even even the so-called capitalist businesses today uh, international corporations and all they're they're not right wing they're they're as left wing as they can be i mean they would give money to antifa and black lives matter um you know a million times quicker than they would give it to the league of the south or any other hard right group so you know we have a a problem there and always have had with limited resources and therefore you have competition among groups for those limited resources including members and you have a lot of, uh, uh, well, I won't call it animosity, although I guess it could, you know, sort of devolve into that, but certainly unhealthy competition. And this has been a plague on the right wing for a long, long time, uh, and it probably will continue until uh, we figure out that we've got to cooperate to survive. And then it will become very plain uh, what we what we have to do. But uh, yeah, Father Francis, I do believe that all the groups there ought to try and work together as best we can and do the things that they're strongest at. You know, the the league doesn't try to do certain things because that's just not our forte. Uh, and other things we do pretty well. So we need to cooperate with groups uh, where we don't do things so well and learn from them, and they need to cooperate with us in things we do well and learn from us. Unfortunately, that always hasn't happened. Well, you know, you've experimented with uh, some sort of flash mob events where you have a a tight-knit group, maybe 25, 50 people that are aware of the time and place where you're going to do some sort of a rally or a demonstration, but you keep it to yourself, and that Mm -hmm. way you don't have a problem with Antifa. So you guys have been pretty successful with that. And I think that model could be copied by all the groups. And and even though uh, I, I'm to take people that are not on the show, even though Thomas Robb will never get along with the traditional workers' party, that doesn't mean that somehow we can't work together in a different form, a different form of organization. One of the one of the things I believe in is that 
if we had some sort of a Congress or a committee of correspondence like they had before the Revolutionary War, and each group would send representatives to two, two House bodies, let's copy the, the constitutional republic that we, we've already established in the United States. The, the original concept was that the, whatever state put in the most money or had the most people in it would have a larger control over the spending of the money and the resources of the, for the country. But the Senate, which was uh, the Pat William, the New Jersey plan, actually, it was a Virginia plan, was uh, Madison's work. And the William Patterson from New Jersey offered up the New Jersey plan, because New Jersey at the time was one of the smaller states. Now it's one of the bigger states. Uh, but New Jersey would get left out, and their personal rights guarantees would be weakened if Virginia had control of the whole government. So that's why they came up with the Senate. And each state, no matter how big or small, gets two senators. So I think maybe if we followed that model, and we had and Patrick from Texas, he's always wanting to do something with uh, common law courts and organizations of that nature, and that would be the judicial system. And let's, any issues that would arise between different groups or people or individuals within a groups or different groups could be settled by the Supreme Court, more or less. So, so I'm, and then there's uh, conferences. What do we do about conferences? So I, I suggest that we have a conference committee, an organization that gets together and plans the conferences, and then they would work closely with the catering group, which would be another group. And the legal school would be something where we can do research and actually address the issues in uh, statute law and common law. We could maybe have our own courts that would be settling disputes between individuals. But if you get arrested in California, you're going to be trying the California court system. Whether you like it or not, whether or not you agree with it or not, when they come to your house and grab you and drag you out in handcuffs and throw you in the plank, you're in their court. You're in their jurisdictional authority, whether you believe you're in it or not, they're going to do it because they got all the guns, they got all the cops, they got all the jails, and they got all the money. So, you know, these are some of the things that we propose. I know you haven't been uh, listening to these night shows, and that's where we work a lot of these details out. So we're kind of waiting on red, and next Wednesday night, uh, if we short of being able to uh, use a new communication system, we're going to use the same conference call system to bring on a guest uh, that knows you, and uh, he and I have been discussing this pet project for maybe two years now, maybe longer than that. At least, at least from the Stormfront Conference uh, two that we did in Crossville, I think it was in 2017, maybe it was 2016, and uh, and, and things. So each so each group. Let's say we had a, a videography team or a news team and. and uh, propaganda team. Well, we could have a league member in with somebody from the National Socialist Movement uh, joined up by somebody from the Knights Party and then with a member from uh, White Lives Matter, maybe from New York City, and uh, sit down and work together. And then each of the individual groups, like the League or NSM, now participate with other groups in a common area, which would which would make the relationships between those two different groups stronger because they're working together. And if the league is already doing something, somebody should get on board and, and maybe work with that structure that the league is pushing forward. I mean, I, every event that I've gone to that the league has set up, 
has been successful. And even though we were played by Antifa in Shelbyville, it still was a successful event. So that's that's my uh, take on it, and uh, I would invite Dr. Hill maybe to listen Wednesday night at seven o'clock and see where we go with this uh, with this this one project that I think I'm much concerned about. All right, so yeah, is, that, is that Wednesday at seven Eastern time? Yes, sir. Seven Eastern okay. time, that's PM. All right. It kind of makes I've it easier. I've got an idea, guys. Uh, a new campaign, and the slogan being "Unite the White." Now, unite the right, but unite right. the white. Everybody. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Well, that, that that's good. But again, the, the big thing that Red, if you can contribute, is if you can set us up with a secure communication system. That's really something that's necessary. And if we can do that, then we can discuss things openly. And again, I don't propose we do anything illegal. But I darn sure don't want to give away the the playbook for the Miami Dolphins football team when when they're playing against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers shouldn't know what the Dolphins are doing. That's just going to be a surprise. Mr. We have, Darryl, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Carol. Uh, really good uh, conversation. I like, Dr. Hill, you brought up the corporations not giving any money to the right. I mean, the big money right, it goes to phonies at Fox News and stuff like that. And I, I, I'm going to look up and read. I, I wonder, you think of the descriptions of when the people met to put the Continental Congress together and when the people met to put the Confederacy together, the different types of people, you know, there would have been people from Texas that had certain ways they behaved and people from the north and the northern areas, you know, uh, New York, and, 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 and they would have different foods and different ways they lived, but they had one goal in common, and, and I think that is a really important conversation. And I, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about Patrick Little's uh, thing. I really like his idea of, of holding up a sign and duct taping your mouth and uh, not fighting with these people and, and, and holding up a sign that says it's okay to be white. And that does remind me of Unite the Right. That sounds a lot like uh, the other guy. And also, it's okay to be white could also be it's okay to be alt-right. But just the okay to be white, as he's been – I listened to him last night live streaming, and I, don't, I haven't normally followed him, but uh, he's a young guy, and he needs to learn stuff. I need to learn stuff. He didn't know who William Cooper was. We're all older guys. We know who Bill Cooper was, and he was killed by the – cops at his house and he knew a lot about the new world order and the jewish question and uh you know it's important we get along it's difficult myself it's it's a frailty like uh, dr hill said uh but we do have a common goal and it's our people yes that is it's our people and our civilization and they are both in great peril right now I agree with that. Yes, they are. And, and that's know, why I, that's I, know, why I know y'all are nice what happened to, uh, go, go ahead, Red. Now, I was just saying that's why I say the slogan should be Unite the White, because it's about our people, not the right. 
even though we are hard right. It's, but gotten, it's gotten such a bad rep, though. I really think when we're out, we have to we have to come off as not like militants or militia. They have all been demonized. Unite the Right is demonized because of Charlottesville. We have to. Uh, we have to stay amongst it. We, I, I really like that idea of it's okay to be white and, and let people know that. And that's a conversation I try to have. I try not. I don't want to attack other races when uh, we bring up uh, Jewish people. Uh, I mean, these people are out of control. I talked to one. I was sitting on the carriage one night, and, and the guy told me he was from Israel. And I said, oh, the, we pay for you guys to have guns. And he said, no, we don't. And, you know, he had his, his uh, like, uh, yarmulke thing on, and, and, and he was really threatened by the things that I knew. And uh, the, the, and then I'm listening to Proper Gender, I think. Uh, he's a, guy, he's, a, he's a, a white nationalist out of Canada, and he's talking about gun control in Canada. You can't even have the bullets in your house, and the, if you do have a handgun permit, you can't even have the bullets in one room, and they got to be locked up from the gun. And uh, the the corporations given money, Bloomberg given money in Washington. This gun control bill they just passed in Washington. Uh, I'll tell everyone a good gun site. Uh, it's this guy that's uh, I don't know. He's a white guy. It's called Guns and Gadgets, and he constantly does uh, gun news. And I get a lot of gun news from him. He's on YouTube, Guns and Gadgets, and he totally follows all these gun laws and everything. And and uh, the girl that was fighting it in Washington, she got given like $600. And, you know, this is the, the fight we're in. So if we don't get together, it will be a destruction of our, our civilization. And uh, I certainly don't want that for my children. I have children to consider. I have young adult children. I have little children. And that's the reason I want to be involved. And I want – and I know other men do too, but they're just afraid because – uh, they're going to lose their jobs. They're going to be threatened. They're going to be called a racist. They're going to be called a hater because they got that operation down good. So we really have to get together with, I do like the idea of it's okay to be white because, like he says, anyone that virtue signals that, they lose the argument. Once you attack me for saying it's okay to be white, you've lost your argument uh, attacking me. That's why he says duct tape your mouth to represent the censorship of the white man. And I, I, I really like it. I think it's something should get behind. Uh, and I know people, uh, you know, there were people attacking him on the live stream, saying he's a Jew, saying he's a spy. I don't think so. Uh, you know, and then he, he brought up, too, that enough people aren't talking about uh, the guy in Chicago, Art Jones. He got like 55,000 people in the Chicago area voted for him, and he was talking about the Jewish question. And, uh, and, some, and, and some people said he had like almost 60,000 votes, but then it changed, and they're screwing with the elections all the way. And he named another gentleman, and I can't remember the other gentleman, but he was a person running for whites. And uh, he did really well, too, and he was uh, encouraging us all to talk about these people that are politically active, That's all I got, guys. What happened? <laughs> what, ha what happened? <laughs> we we had a pregnant pause there. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I got my got a shot at the mic here. I want to say, you know, Doctor Hill. I I don't know uh, if if you even remember me from Faith and Freedom, 
but uh, I do support the league, and and I support oh, yeah, I'll the remember you. Yes, sir. I support I support the church, and uh, I I I really think uh, I like the league, and 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 I I from what I can see from what you all are doing, uh, you are growing, and you are uh, actively involved in the, in a lot of the things uh, that Father Francis is proposing. So uh, I, I would personally, I would, I like, I like, uh, you know, uh, a trusted, uh, solid, uh, singular source to, to to donate to and support, uh, and, and and preferably one that, that's that's fairly transparent. And and I got I got to commend you. I uh, every one of those League of the South members that I met were stellar individuals, young men and women, very high quality, uh, and, and clear, clear-eyed, and, uh, and just impressed the heck out of me. So good job there. Well, I appreciate that. We, we have been around for a while, and, uh, you know, we made our mistakes, and we tried to learn from them. We do, we do draw a, a, a good, uh, enthusiastic uh, type of member into the league. Uh, you know, at, at one time, um, I'd say maybe 10 years ago, our, our average age uh, in the league was probably about mid-50s, um, which basically what was what I was 10 years ago. But now the average age of league members is about the mid-30s. So we've drawn a lot of a lot of young people now. Unfortunately, over the over the period of the 25 years we've been in existence, some of our Original older members have already passed on, uh, <clears throat> and they they've been replaced by younger folks. And the problem with younger folks is younger folks haven't had a chance to build up a lot of uh, big build build up a big financial war chest yet. But they do have a lot of energy. So the young people bring the energy. The older folks uh, provide the resources, and we've got a a pretty decent. Uh, situation with that because a lot of the older folks they say well i'm just too old to get out in the streets now and do these demonstrations and stuff but i can always contribute some money uh, for those who do you know and the younger folks are saying well i'd like to be there but i can't afford the gas or the or the ho- uh, food or the hotel bill so we got a pretty uh, good symbiotic relationship working here between our older members and younger ones but um you know, we're 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 like every other group. You know, we have uh, <clears throat> we have our internal disputes, and you know, somebody will get mad and take his ball home because you know I said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing in their opinion. So we always have that problem, which is perennial on the right. But uh, <clears throat> we we have good people generally, and I'm I'm very happy to hear you say that the ones you've met have been uh, uh, you know up up to a high standard because. That always makes me feel good uh, to hear that, kind of like a proud parent, if you will, because <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time, and it, it's always good to hear good things like that about your organization. Appreciate it. Well, as, as far as uh, supporting our folk in general, I have an open invitation uh, to, to uh, vetted people uh, if you want to come to the Northwest, uh, I'll fix you up with a, a bedroom of your own and uh, access to the stove and the fridge. Or, <laughs> I or I'll, I'll, I, I've even been known to do some cooking at times or two. <laughs> and 
uh, I now I'm, I'm down to my old Ford pickup as far as personal transportation. Yeah. But my my baby girl, <laughs> she's got this this luxury Lincoln uh, SUV that I could borrow. I think just about any time. So if you if you want to come and take a look at the Northwest, I'd be happy to chauffeur you around. And uh, you know. Uh, that that would be great. I I I'd really love to have. In fact, I, I I've thought about uh, maybe getting Tom Bowie to come out here, and spend a little time, and and uh, bring the camera. I gave him a nice video camera, and he was supposed to be shooting video uh, of the Ozarks and the people, and, and to to uh, to show the world, you know, what we're really like. That, yeah. that all of that all of that hillbilly. Uh, uh, bullshit is is just that. Uh, <laughs> co co country folk are, are great people, you know, and I know. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, and, mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened to Tom. If you ever, if you get when you get up there to Harrison, uh, ask him about that. Why he, I even gave I even fixed him up with a couple big uh, memory cards that he could use to to and he just put the card in an envelope and send it to me. That's all he's got to do. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll be there on you. Sunday. I tell you what, I, I am very impressed with Mr. Bowie. He is a very, very good speaker and a good thinker. Oh, absolutely! But yeah, I think he is so. I think he's like the uh, the proverbial cranberry merchant right now. He, I, I know he's up there working on working on the projects, and that's pretty much consuming all of his time. Right. But I, I do, I do hope that when he does get time, that that uh, him and uh, other other members there, you know, can yep. can. Put together sure. some vid video and commentary and uh, and that sort of thing. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned that about Tom Bowie and it's basically the same uh, invitation you put out just now to go to the Northwest. I've also put that out here in the Northeast Tennessee. Uh, Tom Bowie has been a guest here and he stayed for a couple of days. He's a trouble-free kind of guy. He won't even sleep in the bed. He likes to sleep on the floor because it's, it's better for his back. So Tom is an easy guy to take care of, and he's a, and he's a great guy to have around. So, yeah, it, it, we just had a young man here who was uh, interested in farming. He stayed for quite a while, and uh, now he's moved on to a different thing, but that's okay. He's a, he's a military enlistee, and uh, he wants to learn how to have self-discipline, and that's why he chose the path that he chose. And, I'm, I, I don't advise anybody to join the military today because you're serving your master Israel. But you know there are the, the there is the big benefit of learning how to do things, but, you know how to fight, how to how to form tactical uh, ideas that would, can work to to help you. And uh, for the old people that can't really get out on the street and do work, I mean, old people can sit in the car and and do some intelligence gathering when Antifa's around, just go over where Antifa is and just drive around and keep your eyes open and report back to us. What are their names? Where do they live? Where do they work? You know, I remember the Michael Collins movie, he says he says, How do these people know everything about it? Oh Michael they know what we ate for breakfast. And so they come to a roadblock and they're being tailed by the British intelligence group and the sheep get in the way and Michael Collins gets out of the car and goes back and he says, Hey what did you guys have for breakfast? And then he began his spy network and basically became very uh, in tune with the people that were the enemies of the Irish, basically collaborators. And they went to the extreme measure of, of uh, executing people. 
that were collaborators. But Ireland at that time was in a way, way, way worse shape than we are today. We don't need to worry about that kind of measures at this point in time. But we do need to get we do need to gather intelligence, and that's where the older people can come in. Yeah, that's right. right. <clears throat> intelligence gathering is is right up there at the top of what we ought to be doing because if you do not know what your opponent is up to, you are basically blind and deaf and helpless. So good intelligence, and that's something the league has been trying to cultivate here now for the last ten years, and we've made some good strides forward in it, but we have a ways left to go to, to be as good as we need to be. But uh, older folks, uh, really, who, you know, those who can't get out and be active <clears throat> and be running and gunning, as it's, as it's called, wow. uh, can do intelligence work. And that, uh, that's your foundation. Without that, as I said, you're blind and deaf. Uh, and well, there's no way to fight. You're just swinging in the dark. Uh, if you're blind and deaf, you you got to know where to uh, where your enemy is and where to hit him. So exactly, and so and even though here's what we come up with so far is we several suggestions from several people. Uh, we I'll start from the bottom with the last one we added. That was the intelligence group and communications committee, uh, medical group. We have people that are doctors and nurses. They can help us out there. Food Service Committee, a legal food and service distribution committee, <clears throat> a legal school, a catering team that would work real closely with an events committee, uh, a coordinator, a political action group, a news and propaganda group, and a leadership group, which would be, I would think, some sort of a Congress that, that even though there may be, <laughs> you were at the you were at the Crossville meeting, Dr. Hill and. You saw how at one point in time we almost had a fistfight in the meeting because of two opposing groups. Of course, and that happens all the time, unfortunately. And it, yeah, and, and if there if it was a one good, solid, uh, clear-headed individual from each group that came to, like I say, a Continental Congress, then those disputes would be over with. You know, I, I don't ever see me or Dr. Hill uh, and, or Robert uh, getting in a fight with somebody just because... They have some differences in uh, theology or ideology. I think that we'd be more level-headed and li willing to listen. So I'm not going to name any names in that little altercation there, but I know it almost came to blows. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd already left by the time that happened, but I heard about it. So You know, all the different groups could agree that the representative we're sending represents us, and there would be none of that that they would have to agree to disagree and like the league would pick a couple of their best guys that they want to send and represent and the other groups could pick who they wanted to come. People could come just as uh, watchers and, and, and uh, watch what's going on that want to be involved and, uh, and maybe everyone could have an option to, your group would elect who you send, who's the best delegate. For, to represent your group that won't get in a fight that can exactly. agree to disagree and everyone has a common goal is is very important. Yeah, I mean you just look at you look at the United States Congress. You got Nancy Pelosi, you got Rand Paul, but they work together and they're completely totally opposite. But yet they still work together for the benefit of the overall country. It, at least we hope that that's what they're doing. At least they. That's what they propose that they're doing. 
But, you know, I'm not really sure that uh, Nancy Pelosi is nearly as cooperative as uh, Rand Paul. And uh, and I don't really shine onto Rand Paul as much as I like Ron Paul. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of organization that we need to govern the whole thing and come up with a philosophy. And even though there's, you know, there's uh, the hardcore right-wing Republicans, there's also those moderate Republicans. And, you know, we need to we need to work this out. And and so I would think that, and when it comes to uh, intelligence gathering and doxing, I, I mean, an event event coordinator. Nobody did a better job than Billy Roper. You know, there's some people who don't like Billy. Billy doesn't like a lot of some people. Can't get along with some people. But he's still a great event coordinator. You know, I I was the one that got credit for setting up the Crossville thing. But let me tell you, Billy Roper is the one that made that happen. Not not me. I mean, we ha- I helped out. Mama Three White's boys helped out, and uh, Trish helped out. So, you know, but that was a nice event. And we didn't even use a caterer. We just sent a few guys out to buy some pizzas, and everybody had a great time. Well, well one, one of the things that, that and I'll, I'll tout the, uh, the the league here for a second uh, regarding something. Um, we have, uh, through our uh, chief uh, public affairs officer, have been uh, engaged in doxing or exposing uh, Antifa over the last six months, and we have really made them upset because we have pretty much exposed their whole operation in Georgia and Tennessee and North Carolina and other places we're working on now. So they're very uncomfortable. They're used to doxing or exposing us, and when it happens to them, they, they you know, there's huge outcry about it not being fair, but uh, obviously it is. But uh, that, that's something that we can continue to do is to mm-hmm. expose the enemy. Now, not to say that they're going to suffer the same consequences as our people uh, because on the left, you don't, get, you don't lose your job for holding left-wing views normally <clears throat> uh, like you do on the right. But, you know, you, you can get in trouble if, if you're exposed and you, you've been engaged in some sort of criminal activity like assaulting people. And uh, they're very uncomfortable, and I think that they will, uh, in their discomfort, start trying to strike back. And let me tell you what they're, they're probably going to start doing more and more unless uh, the Trump administration puts a stop to it. I, I guess you all heard what happened earlier this week to Fox News commentator Tucker Carlson Oh, while yeah, he was they, at the yeah, while he was at the studio doing a show, Antifa showed up at his house, exactly. uh, where his wife was. Uh, his children were not there, thank goodness. But they actually cracked his front door, beating on it. Uh, and Mrs. Carlson uh, retreated to a safe part of the house and called the police. And they came over and dispersed the so-called protesters. <clears throat> But uh, they, they, they actually uh, threatened. You know, they said, we know where you live. We know where you lay your head when you sleep. Uh, this is become, going to become more and more common with these people unless they are reined in and uh, the Trump administration does something about this domestic terrorist organization known as Antifa. And we, uh, we're trying to do our part by exposing these people or doxing them and making it known to the public just who they are, where they work, uh, and what they do. Uh, so 
that, that's a good example of, of something that we can all cooperate in in the intelligence uh, field. So I got a, I got a question here. I, I think I know the answer. Uh, there's two answers. One is the legal answer, and the other one is the living in a Jew-occupied country answer. But uh, if, if these these when when these people are on your property, like in that case, and they're kicking on the door, shoot the kill, <laughs> and they're causing you to fear for your life. I mean, I'm I'm thinking, what the hell would I do? You know, I I think I would just. I would just go totally out of my gourd. I'd be so paranoid, you know, so so terrified and afraid for my life. I'd want to open the door and uh, just just lay down a nice beffalet with my shotgun. I don't give a shit who got shot. They're on my property, and I'm scared for my life. I, I would feel justified. Well, of course you would feel justified, and any sane man would. But let me tell you what's probably going to happen to you. If you did that in a place like Washington, D.C., or New York City, or Charlottesville, Virginia, you would be the one that would be arrested, and you would be the one that would be prosecuted for defending yourself. And that is what my old late friend, Dr. Sam Francis, called anarcho-tyranny. Uh, and that hap that's happened to our people in Charlottesville. It's going to be happening more and more. And this is just an example, unless somebody reigns in Antifa and Black Lives Matter and this whole left-wing bunch of street thugs that are out there doing this kind of stuff, uh, they are going to provoke uh, good, you know, normal people into defending themselves. And then those people are going to have the book thrown at them by some liberal judge and or jury for just defending themselves, and that is the Jew-occupied country that we live in. Dr. Hill, you know, I have a, a thought on that is that you were talking about the old folks can't get out and do the protests like they used to, and we have a lot of young people with energy. These activists, judge, and prosecutors are a bunch of old anarchists, like you said, uh, and these people are backing them up when they they're young energy people that they brainwashed into hating white people. They go out and do stuff. They aren't held accountable. You look at Jacob Goodwin. Sure. I please, please everyone check out Rudy Davis's last phone call from Jacob. He put some pictures up of the little black bastard that uh, was going around making all kinds of trouble, and he's not held accountable and gets hundreds of thousands, gets the thousands of dollars and. All this BS. These we we've got to uh, change the judicial system. These these liberals. It isn't just a bunch of troublemakers in the street. They got clout in the in the courts. And uh, oh, uh, uh, this guy that spoke in front of the uh, moral majority, uh, Francis Schaefer. He did the 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 uh, Christian manifesto. He talked about how the Jew. It is not the will of the people anymore. And, and people that, that don't like Trump so much, which I've been there, and I don't like everything about him, but the president it, it throws – he is supposed to be for the will of the people. That's why he's an elected guy, and it's supposed to help keep things in balance so that the legislatures aren't out of control and the judicial is not out of control. Our president is supposed to be the guy that throws the weight of the people into the mix, and we don't have the, the uh, weight of the white people 
Yeah, for no, right. actually, Daryl, I, I agree with you 100%. I think the best sign that we could put up as a, a poster would be, it's okay to be white. Like you said, anybody that, that goes against that is already showing the fact that they hate white people. If you find that offensive, then you must hate white people. So, so that's one of the best memes, I think, that we could possibly use. And uh, what about the, the judge from uh, Jacob Goodwin's trial? Uh, what would happen if a bunch of people went out of his house and, and taped their mouths shut and were carrying signs and tiki torches that said it's okay to be white and just stand outside the guy's house? Don't do. Don't beat on his door. Don't go on his property. Stay on the sidewalk. The, the, the chant that they were doing was uh, Tucker Carlson, we will fight. We know where you sleep at night. Well, I've been involved in similar circumstances to that, and uh, we just went to some guy's house and, and told him he was conducting activities we really didn't like, and would he please stop? And now that guy knows. You basically put him on notice. We know where you sleep at night. Uh, I gotta tell you, we just had an election here in Ozark County, Missouri, where I live, and uh, the, the county clerk, the commissioner, this county judge I was in front of years ago. His name's Carter. He's up here in, in, in he's in Ozark in Douglas County. And I had a case, and some rich people I was against. They had lost their son, and a bunch of people attacked my character. And I kept objecting. I was representing myself. I said, I object. This has nothing uh, to do with the matter. And, of course, he found against me. And he's still on the back. He has no one running against him. I put an X on all of those people. I put an X. I X them out. I'm not, I'm not voting for these incumbents. And these people, uh, uh, Jason Robb said to me, little town tyrants. We have a bunch of little town tyrants. Where my wife works, she works, she's a supervisor. She goes to different little towns and stuff, and she's got some girls that work for her, got a ticket, and the cops just sit around to prey on the working people. They need to be, and, and I think a lot of these small places shouldn't even have police. We should be allowed to police ourselves, but this is how they keep their thumb on everyone by get, uh, keeping you in line with uh, some Barney Five enforcers, and there's a whole bunch of them. And we can't get these people out of government if people don't stick together. I do like the idea of having people in the county and and, and getting, taking over one county at a time. The, you look at the Montana Freeman creating their own justice township. Boy, they, they brought a, a poop storm upon themselves because they were really being effective on holding judges accountable. And, uh, you know, people got to wake up to this fact that it is the judicial that is allowing uh, a lot of evil to go on. Yeah, if you yeah, won't prosecute it, if you won't prosecute it, it's going to happen. May I? I just want to chime in a minute there. If you you got to you got to stab yourself legitimately. If you start trying to just freelance and start your own militia or whatever like that, you're, they're going to come down you on a, on a ton of bricks because you got no legal standing. That's right. You got to have. You got to, going back to the Magna Carta. You have to have 25. The 25 men, uh, the, 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 the lords that can hold the King of England accountable, and that's, that's, that comes over to America. We are the 25 grand jurors, and we. Uh, and so, with the, you have to let the, uh, the the governor know. You got to you let them know the Hague know that you are established, and then you are legitimate. Now you can act. And uh, I just I just want to say one more thing. Patrick Little says you got to come out. 
quit quit being hiding behind your 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 pet names or whatever. You know, you got you might even have to sacrifice your life because that's when you're the most powerful. When you come out and play rough, I, I yield. I got my name on everything I comment on, and that's, I think that's what he's saying. If you can't come out and fight, put your name on it. Put your name on it, if, you know. Uh, and, and talking about the grand juries, they just indicted here in Springfield, Missouri, they indicted the boat driver where the 17 people drowned. He is a scapegoat. Everyone in the local area around Branson knows the duck boat ride. Every time that thing goes out, it makes $1,000, makes $1,000, and they're going to hold some lackey employee that had nothing to do with the crappy bilge pump. Someone, they, and the reporters asked him, they said, oh, well, he was told to go to the water first because of the weather and then take him on the mountain drive. And there are, the corporation is held accountable, but the government is going to uh, go after the little peon guy that's the driver when it's a bigger problem. And all the local, and I wrote that on the comments, and my name is on the comments. And, and I said the guy's a scapegoat and uh, hold management accountable and that's the thing with uh you know the the government there if you got money you're not being held accountable if you got power and you're an incumbent you're you're not going to get in the good old boy thing and you know it's a big problem it's a it's a big control and power problem well it surely is we know that and that's why i suggest that we work up these different teams like the legal team. And the people that should be involved with the legal team are the people that voice their opinions on these things and know a little bit about it. It's obvious that Patrick knows what he's talking about from the common law court system. It's obvious that Daryl knows how to defend himself in court. I had a question for Dr. Hill. Did you encourage your members to vote? Uh, Yes, we did. We encouraged our members to vote, especially, especially in their state and local elections. I did because so many people, I have a lot of libertarian YouTube channels and I watch, I like their ideas of freedom and stuff, but it's not going to work. And uh, we got to vote. A lot of people are like, oh, it's the only, we're here, we're we're, uh, forced to be part of this, so we got to at least try. And when I put my ballot in that machine, I was like, uh, I I asked the guy, I said, oh, will I ever get this back? He said, oh, yeah, you can get it back in six years. In six years, I could find out if they cheated or something. You know, I, did, I, I was just kind of a, but I watch it go into that machine, and we know who controls those machines. Mm-hmm. Well, see, same thing with me. I, they took my gun away from me up in Chicago and my camera, and they never gave it back, even though I was uh, released and the case was dismissed. They just keep your property. Well, you would have had to sue for it. You would have had to continue to fight and raise ten kinds of hell. You... You uh, and then you could have been charged with another crime because you raised your voice in the clerk's office or something when they didn't want to file your paperwork because it was written by hand, or or something ridiculous. It, it, they they use their administrative process for control. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that's exactly anybody that's been caught up in it knows how horrible it is. You know, twenty five thousand miles of driving for something that gets thrown out of court because it was clearly illegal the way that they conducted their research and uh, arrest. But still, he still had to travel 25,000 miles and ride 15 trips to Chicago out of Tennessee and Florida. So that's the, the, the penalty is in the process, exactly. 
And, and Red, have you uh, found anything out about secure communications yet? Uh, no, I've got, I've got some things in mind. I'm not going to say anything here. Say again? I have some things in mind, but I'm not going to say them. I'm not going to mention them here. Oh, cool. You know, I, I have a comment on that. I think if you have nothing to hide, hide nothing. Talk via text, but uh, amongst yourselves, because Antifa and the lackeys can't listen to it. We know who's listening. Uh, I think everything is listened to and everything is recorded. I record all my phone calls because of what I've been through, and people need to educate yourselves. You can put a recorder on your phone, go to a bold beast. I have a bold beast one. It's got a red button there. You push the button and record. And I would say record uh, or, or talk about things amongst yourselves on a private phone call because they can't, the government can listen to a private phone call. But if we are not talking about anything illegal, uh, we have nothing not to hide. That's not all there is to it. If I'm, if I'm uh, Dan Marino and I'm going to throw a pass to Mark Duper in the end zone, I'm not going to say, hey, Hey, uh, you guys over here on the Buffalo Bills team, I'm going to throw a pass to Duper in the end zone. That's not smart. They, they're going to cover the guy. And so that's why, whether or not it's illegal, certainly we're not going to do anything illegal, but we can't give away our plans either. Well, yeah, but if we're talking amongst each other privately and you're a trusted person in that conversation, no, no, and if, if it got out, you would know who did it. I, I realize there should be amount of, of secrecy for privacy, and we have rights. There's a, there's a guy called Sovereign Man that's on the uh, Gideon's Army call for the political prisoners. He set up a, a private chat. He wants everyone to not Google. Uh, Google, he wants them to go to uh, DuckDuckGo, and, and that's a secure... I can't do all those things. I'm just a regular guy. I'm not real techy or anything, and, and I'm not talking about anything illegal. I'm talking about wanting to be free and loving being white. And, uh, and I realize you can't telegraph things, but I, I, I think we have to not – we have nothing to hide. We hide no, nothing we amongst have, each other. We do have something to hide. The time and place we're going to have an event needs to be hidden. But even though sure, it's not sure, illegal, sure. So, but so, but Daryl, that's that's the key to what we're talking about here. Security you, is me, paramount Patrick, these days. Yeah, you, me, Patrick, and Al from Alabama would be a legal school. Red and and maybe uh, Robert would be and Rich would be people that were kind of trying to put together the secure communications. I don't know anything about that, so I can't help them. But I do have a little knowledge of the legal system. So that's why, again. If you put your efforts into the legal school and Red puts his efforts into the communications, secure communications, well, that's what we want to do. Now, we get both. And, and, we, and, and you don't have to waste, not waste your time, but you can, your time is better used in a legal area than it would be into trying to establish secure, secure communication. And that's why you break it up that way. Look at, look at the military. You've got, you got people that go out and kill other people, and then you've got doctors. That, that save people. So, you know, it's the same sort of thing. It's, it's, a, it's a, Each group needs to do what it does best. Each individual needs to belong to the group that does the things that that individual does best. I'm so blessed. You look at this young man that, that shot the people up in the bar. I wonder, was he beat up and humiliated? He has no... Uh, I hear Rich and... He, he, he wants fellowship with, 
with uh, other white guys, like-minded people. I do as well. And uh, I, I feel a certain sympathy for you, this guy. I don't know if anybody checked out the video, Black Pilled, uh, the kid that stole the plane. And they said, oh, land the plane safely. And uh, he said, well, you think corporate will give me a job being a pilot? And uh, he said, oh, come on, you're kidding. I'm a white guy. It's well known. I mean, you know, they talk about the, the women that are available for me. I'm blessed with that. That I, it, But I could certainly uh, have empathy for another man that wants uh, female companionship that has been shamed by society and, and he went and served our country. And a lot of these guys just kill themselves and then some of them are going to act out and hurt other people. And... Uh, Okay. We still here. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I am. I'm here. All hey, right. Doctor Hill, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a call sometime uh, today or this weekend, uh, along with some other folks, and discuss this on private uh, a private phone conversation. So, uh, okay, yeah, you, yeah, you got my you'll be cell number. Yeah, if I don't okay. answer, yeah, I'll, I'll, give, give you, I'll, I'll answer, up, call you back. Yeah, I'll give, just giving you a heads up. Patrick, I'm going to be giving you a call this weekend as well. Four. I don't know whether we're still on the air or not. I yeah. think it's just dead time. There we go. Here we go. And we hit, hit another one of those pregnant pauses, I think. Did you, did you meet me, Rich? I was at Faith and Freedom. Did I give you a political prisoner card? I believe you did. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, we 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 know each other, so that's yeah. that's good. I didn't realize you were there, and uh, what it, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed hearing Doctor Hill speak. I enjoyed Tom Bowie. All of those people. Well, any of them are welcome at my home as well. Thank you, sir. And that's excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So well, I've got uh, one. I've got one more thing to say this morning, and then I, I'll be quiet. Uh, I guess y'all know <clears throat> what's going on with this supposedly finding finding more ballots uh, that haven't been counted down in Broward and Palm Beach counties in Florida, and I do believe the same thing is happening in Georgia. And what the the left. Uh, spurred probably by Jewish lawyers, is trying to do here is steal the gubernatorial elections in Georgia and Florida for two black communists and also to steal the uh, Senate race in Florida. And let me tell you this. This is the kind of thing that uh, brings open conflict very close to the surface trying to steal an election in a blatantly open way like this. I mean, they're, they're not even disguising it. They're not even trying to hide the fact that they are manufacturing ballots after the fact. Against, that, Georgia against woman, so, that Georgia woman had uh, Black Panthers out in front of her uh, campaign headquarters with AR-15 standing up for her, and just imagine if we went out there with AR-15s and we're standing up against the person they're cheating, we would be 
and she wants to take guns. I'm, I apologize for interrupting, but I would like you to speak to that real quickly. You know about the, uh, the Black Panthers being out there with ARs, but then yet that witch wants to take uh, our guns. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, well, well, you know, she is against guns, but she's only against guns in the hands of white people. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, she won't be uh, against, uh, uh, against guns in, in the hands of her own people. That's just the way these people are. They're, they're, they're the world's biggest hypocrites as well, as liars. But I'm telling you that they are playing a very dangerous game by trying to steal high-profile elections like that out in the open. They make no bones about it. This is not about any legitimate votes that weren't counted. This is about waiting till the last minute or actually after the fact and seeing how many votes you need to win and then magically manufacturing those votes out of thin air. That's what this is about. And um, uh, Rick Scott uh, down in Florida uh, said uh, this is not going to fly, and if this doesn't fly, I can imagine the left is going to retaliate. If it does fly, I don't know what the right's going to do in response, but these are the kinds of steps that lead to an open civil conflict. And I'm telling you, we are very much closer to that today than we were two or three days ago. And I'm telling you, everybody needs to watch their back because there's no telling when these crazy uh, you know, lunatics on the left are going to strike and who they're going to strike and what they're, exactly what they're going to do. But watch this closely and do not let them get away with it because they are trying to steal elections right under your nose. Yeah, here's, a, here's an article right here. Florida citizen sees ballots being transported in private vehicles and transferred into a rented truck. What's that all about? Now, there's a video on that. I'm not going to try and watch it now because I'm not on the show. But I will be watching that after the show. I think, Dr. Hill, you're right. We are a firecracker away from uh, something breaking out uh, because of these people showing up with guns like that. And you look at how brazen that reporter is to our president, even if you don't agree with him, that's a forum. Uh, he said enough, and like I heard it said, he takes questions from those people. He can't stand them, but he takes questions. He's going to be for a free press. And how brazen that guy is, to, he put his hands on a woman. Uh, he's, he's not going to shut up. He might as well be an Antifa member. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't even know because you might have a mask on there. How in the hell do you lose ballots? I mean, there's all this stuff. They don't have paper ballots anymore, do they? I used a paper ballot. I used a paper ballot. I, I used paper ballot. But they put them in a, in a robot machine, and then someone gets their hands on the physical ballots. And we really got to go back to them counting them, if we're going to have the, the balkanization of areas like Billy Roper talks about, those we and if we do take over a county, we need a county commissioner because the county commissioner runs the show, and we, and we need uh, paper ballots that are uh, uh, under lock and key and, and, and how they used to do the process, and not with uh, George Soros uh, voting machines. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's common knowledge that those voting machines are easily manipulated uh, and manipulated from off-site, I mean, electronically. Uh, so, you know, there, there's always going to be, I mean, I, I pointed out to somebody last night that, 
you know, the left has taken its uh, uh, marching orders from from Lenin, who said that there, you know, there is nothing that that the communists will not do to uh, acquire and maintain power. They will lie, cheat, steal, and kill to do so. And that's the kind of people that we're we're uh, we're we're in this battle against. Uh, people who have no moral sensibilities, people to whom any act is justified as long as it uh, advances their agenda. And this is you can't play fair with these people. I mean, if you do, if you play by a set of rules, then you've tied one hand behind your back and you're going to get beaten. This is a matter of survival, folks. And these people have come out and exposed themselves for the monsters they are, and they're going to destroy you if you let them. And they're in the process of overturning a legitimate election in Florida, Georgia, and probably Arizona right now, and maybe other places. And if they get away with it, they're going to become so emboldened that you're, you, you will not be able to stop them short of an open conflict. So that's where we stand. I, I agree. And the, the one big problem is that, as we all know, that if we try and fight, even if we just defend ourselves against Antifa when they attack us, we still wind up getting in jail and they get let loose. Well, Father Francis, that tells me something. You can't fight them out in the, in the open then. You can't fight them exactly. out where you're going to be identified like we did in Charlottesville. You're going to have to fight them from the shadows. And everybody out there knows exactly what Patrick I'm Patrick Little about. is saying don't fight them and make sure you have someone to video. I think really he doesn't want to come out and say it, but I think he's really looking to see some white people take some lumps and uh, not fight back because he mentioned Charlottesville. He knows what they did to Jacob for fighting back. And uh, he wants to show uh, they are the violent, the tolerant left are the violent people. And I think when they go to this, it's going to wake people up to sing. And they steal these elections, it's going to awake an amount of people that went to the polls and thought they know they voted. They know all their friends and coworkers and all the people at church voted with them, and they're going to know they're ripped off, and they're going to be mad as hell. Well, that's one approach. I'll give Patrick a little credit. That is one approach, but that's not, it's not my approach. Uh, he can yeah, do his I'm, approach. We'll do ours. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to be punched either. <laughs> I'm not going to be if I can help it. Anyway, so exactly. So these are the kind and Patrick Little's campaign, that's, and I would suggest anybody that would go to one of those bring a tiki torch. Make the tiki torch a symbol of white resistance. Well, I'll tell all you guys right here one thing for sure. Anybody show up on my damn property like they did Tucker Carlson? I wouldn't even open the damn door. I'd be blasting through the door. I know my rights, and you're on private property, and I have right to use deadly force if my life feels threatened. And if I have a mob beating on my door, there's going to be a bunch of dead snubber. There's going to be a bunch of dead son of a bitches in front of my door, period. Call, call me up about that, Red. i got a story about that. I've done just that. And uh, we can't let these people, we can't let these people do that. And uh, I heard someone on a live stream, a gun guy, saying, oh, if they come to my house, I'd be all right with it. I, I wrote on there, if your wife and children are there, I sure the hell wouldn't be all right. If people are saying they know, I would go out and confront them. You wouldn't come to my house again doing that. I've seen firsthand with my own eyes that the tactics that Antifa used, 
And if they come banging on your front door, your life is threatened. That's a fact. Time check. I'll tell you that right now. Yep, time check. Ta- yeah. All right, guys. Ta- Oh, good show today. Good show. Thanks, everybody. Uh, might try tuning in a little early for the pre-show, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll chit-chat before the show, and uh, see everybody. Uh, that, well, I guess we having a show this afternoon? Yeah, 7 o'clock tonight. I think we'll do one more time this week, and okay. uh, I'd like to get and see what Brett has suggested for this uh Wednesday night thing, if we can do something secure communications, that's great. If we can't, I'm, I'm all for going with it anyway. It's not going to be that much of a, a tactical discussion as it is going to be basically laying out the uh, the overall plan, more or less, so which will we intend to achieve, and maybe some of the things that might need to be done to achieve that goal, and uh, but not get into too much specifics as to exactly what we're going to do, because I agree with Red. I think communications is all going to be is all being able to be followed. Like I told the cop in Timley Park, dude, when the information you take from me here today, Antifa is going to have to fight tomorrow because they got people right inside your police station. 